This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Taking you all the way up to 6.30 on this football Friday ahead of Championship Sunday. We're Grant and Danny, and this is The Fan. And when this doubleheader kicks off, the NFC Championship will be under the bright lights. Three o'clock kick, Lincoln Financial Field on Sunday. We'll get you a preview of that one in about an hour. But game two of the doubleheader in Kansas City at Arrowhead Stadium, which is being renamed now, I guess, Burrowhead Stadium, according to the Bengals. Cincinnati on the road, taking on a Chiefs team they've beaten three times. Everyone's acting like they own the Chiefs. All three of those games were ultra competitive. And in fact, the Chiefs, I believe, led going into the fourth quarter in all three of those games. But to get more on this matchup, let's go out to KC and talk to a good buddy of mine who I do radio with nationally on CBS Sports Radio and BetQL every weekend. Alex Gold is with us. Alex, how you been, buddy? Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, the uh, the, the trash talk has been fun. You mentioned Burrowhead. It's been a fun week in Kansas City, that's for sure. I think at this point everybody's ready to get to Sunday night, though. Enough of the, uh, you know, the ankle watch and all that, which I know we'll talk about, but I think at this point everybody's just ready to get this thing going. What's the vibe like? I, I mean, I, I'm old enough, Alex, to remember when it was like this in Washington, where if we didn't win, it was, oh, well, we'll be back next year, and we usually were, right? It took, like, the 85 Bears to be this or the 86 Giants, great teams, or, the, or one of those Niners dynasty teams. Other than that, we were just going back to the Super Bowl ho-hum. Is that the same feeling now that, yeah, if we lose this one, so what? Or kind of what's the vibe like this week? So if it wasn't against Cincinnati and it wasn't a team that knocked them out of the AFC title game a year ago and it wasn't a team that is 3-0 against them in the last three games, I think it would be a little bit like, all right, disappointing, but this team's going to be back. And because of what's at stake seemingly with this perhaps new rivalry, although the Chiefs have to win one of these for it to really be that, uh, I think it adds to it. You know, Chiefs fans have been spoiled. You, you laid out kind of how Washington fans had felt at some point in time. You know, now it's just five straight AFC title games at Arrowhead. Nobody's hosted five straight AFC title games in NFL history. I mean, it's, it is ridiculous at this point in time. And so as the season went, went further in, it became Super Bowl or bust type a season for Kansas City. I think if you guys asked me in August and asked Chiefs fans in August what 
uh, this season was about, considering the trade of Tyreek Hill and, and maybe taking a half step back, I don't think it was a Super Bowl or bust season. But once you win 14 games in the regular season and you're the number one seed, uh, they're right back to being Super Bowl or bust. Alex Gold on Grant and Danny covers the Chiefs and talks about them every day on the radio on our sister station out there in Kansas City as part of the Odyssey family. What do you make of the 0-3, Mark, against the Bengals? I referenced that it might be a little bit overstated in terms of you know, them wearing the pants. I think I saw uh, that they Kansas City has tra- trailed by an average of seven minutes in the second half combined in those three games. So they've been much more competitive than you know a lopsided 0-3. It feels like extra innings baseball games that they haven't won. I mean, these things are neck and neck. Uh, I think you, exactly what you said right there about the margin. I think people have forgotten that a little bit as much as the, the Burrowhead stuff is fun. Joe Burrow has won at Arrowhead, guys, one time. <laughs> he's won at Arrowhead one time, uh, and then he's won two other games away uh, from Arrowhead. And, and they have been combined by a margin of defeat of nine points. So, you know, this was a Chiefs team that had a double-digit lead in two of them. I had a seven-point lead back in week 13 before a very rare Travis Kelsey fumble where the Chiefs were driving and probably end up winning that game. But give credit to Cincinnati, guys. They've been the better closer. I mean, that's what it's been. They, they've been able to close out games in the fourth quarter. Kansas City simply has not been able to. But, uh, you know, I think if you're looking at one thing that can swing this game towards Kansas City, if they can do something for the first time since they've played Burrow, and that is actually get pressure on him make life miserable, can they actually get sacks? They, they haven't been able to do that for whatever reason against Cincinnati. This is a Chiefs team that's the second-best team in sacks just by numbers in football this year. Yet, go back to Week 13, they sacked him one time, and it was kind of a, a gimme sack from Burrow. He gave himself up. I don't really even count it. We really haven't counted it in Kansas City. You go back to the title game last year, uh, this Chiefs defense, which is a little bit different this year and certainly better, they didn't sack him the AFC title game. And Chris Jones is sitting out there as a – a guy that's got 15 and a half sacks on the season, having a great year in All-Pro, going to probably finish a number two or number three in Defensive Player of the Year, and he hasn't been able to get that playoff sack. So the feeling here is if they can finally get to that offensive line that's so banged up, then that's how Kansas City wins this game. Alex Gold with us here from 610 Sports KC on with uh, Grant and Danny. So, Alex, this may sound really stupid. It's almost like I'm questioning the best offense in the NFL, and it's been that way for a long time here with Kansas City. But I feel like they need a big play in this one. I feel like if you just try to execute all the way down the way Kansas City usually does, so highly proficient where it's it's Kelsey, then it's like 19 misdirections, and somehow Jerick McKinnon has it on like a reverse triple pass or something like that. I feel like they need a home run. I feel like this may be finally the game where they miss Tyreek Hill, which I know sounds like the hottest sports take of all time, yet here we are. I feel like they may need a big play or two against uh, uh, Cincinnati. Am I crazy? I don't think you're crazy, but that was i mean—that was the question and, and everybody had thought heading into the season. And then they, they end up as the number one scoring offense in football, and I don't have the exact number in front of me, but they actually finished in the top three or five in terms of pass plays over 20 or more yards this year. So, I mean, they, they ended up, I mean, not big play to what you're saying, which I get it, right? Yeah, a 10-yard pass to Tyreek in the past, and, and that thing could go 65 yards. You're right. They, they don't have that. The closest to that might be a guy like Kadarius Tony, who did not play in the first matchup uh, against Cincinnati. Like, that's somewhat of the hope for some Chiefs fans that maybe he is a guy that can do something like that. Um, I, I don't think Chiefs fans are as concerned about the offense uh, in this game, except for right when I before I hopped on with you guys, there's some news out of Kansas City that everybody's trying to track down right now. Uh, Travis Kelsey ended up on the injury report uh, questionable with a back injury, which came out of nowhere. Now, 
he was a full participant in today's practice, so we're, we're not so sure if it's just, you know, did a uh, back spasms or the back just not feel right. He missed his media availability this afternoon, so uh, that's something that we've got to keep an eye on heading into Sunday's game. But if he's playing, I don't think the offense is, is the bigger the concern. It's more going to come down to uh, this defense again and whether or not they can find a way to get a stop of Joe Burrow, who's been pretty much perfect against them. If he was a full participant in practice, I'm not worried about that at all. Is that fair to say? So that's where I'm at. I mean, there's a freak out right now in KC, as you can imagine, when a lot of people just see questionable with a back injury out of nowhere. But the fact that he's listed as full participant, yeah, my guess is, Grant, that, all right, practice is over. He was supposed to be with the media. He, he says, hey, my back's maybe a little tight or something. They go get some treatment. Therefore, they have to list him as questionable or something. You know, that's what I, I, mean, I think that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, we'll certainly find out, but I haven't been able to track it down yet for sure. Well, the goal of the interview was to break the Guinness Book of World Records record for how many minutes before we brought up Mahomes this week? And I think <laughs> we collectively as a triumvirate, we have done that. I think so. So there's six minutes and 58 <laughs> seconds, no Mahomes. But A, what's your expectation on how hindered he is? And B, do you think they make any changes or do anything differently to just confine him to the pocket to allow them to not miss a beat? So for starters, look, a high ankle sprain, there's no way he's going to be 100%. That would be probably March before he's 100%, if that, with a high ankle sprain. But the news continues to be optimistic as the week continues to, not even talking about the silly stuff of him walking off the podium or anything like that that everybody's had fun with this week. But based off of the, the 15 minutes in the practice window and everything that you continue to, to see from him, he's certainly not walking 100% normally, but he's been better. He's been surprised even by his own uh, progress this week, but he also admitted, guys, that he's not 100% sure what he really will be capable of until he's out there, right? It's one thing to go out and practice, but what happens when Hendrickson or whoever is out there running you down? Are you able to make the cut uh, towards the sideline? My guess is no. I think he's going to be 75 or 80% uh, of mobility. You know, the, the brain, the arm, and all that is still going to be there 100%, but uh, that, that will be something that still is going to be hindering the ability for him maybe to make the the really, really special play, and you wonder if you're Cincinnati, I would imagine, early on in the game, you're going to bring some pressure to find out for sure what's that ankle like. Do we actually need to go with the spy like we did last year in the AFC title game and and drop back, or can we be more aggressive against Mahomes because, you know what, Uh, he's not as mobile. So one thing I I think it's missed a little bit in the whole conversation about the ankle, and and you guys probably would agree, which is uh, he's still maybe the best, if not second or third best, pocket passer in football. So even if he's limited to the pocket – I think, you know, I think he's still like that. Now, as far as how do the Chiefs adjust, you know, I thought earlier in the week, if you guys would have had me on the show, I would have said, uh, well, no, they're going to have to keep an extra tight end in sometimes. Jarek McKinnon for sure is going to have to stay in more. That all might happen, but we had former Chiefs offensive lineman Mitchell Schwartz, who played right tackle with Mahomes on our station this week, and he said, go back to 2019. Mahomes had an ankle injury. Now, it's the other ankle, not the same, not the same ankle, uh, but he gets hurt against Jacksonville as well, ironically enough. Next week, he throws for 400 against the Raiders, and everybody that week was talking about, well, they're going to have to get the ball out much quicker. They're going to have to bring a tight end and leave a tight end, and and Mitchell Schwartz said they went with the normal game plan. They didn't do any of that kind of stuff. So that got me thinking, like, maybe they're not going to adjust the game plan as much as we think initially. Now, if it becomes problematic, I think if you're looking at Jarek McKinnon, the Chiefs running back, who's a great pass protector, I think it might limit his ability to be involved in the, the passing game because if they feel the need to help out, their left tackle, Orlando Brown Jr., or their right tackle, Andrew Wiley. I think that could come into play, but I, 
I don't know if the game plan really is changing as much as we all thought earlier in the week. And that was, that was going to be my question here, Alex, was about the running back deployment. Because if you want to help out Mahomes, it's McKinnon twofold. One, as a, as a valve, a safety valve, a pass catcher, who's been really good for them. And B, as a, as a pass pro guy, can Pacheco hold up? And is that too much of a tell? Why do you think that deployment's going to work? So I think you know Pacheco is really not going to be left out to for, for pass protection all that much. He, you know I won't call him a full-on liability, but certainly they're not nearly as confident uh, in him having that role as Jarek McKinnon. But in terms of where Pacheco fits, and I think this goes back to how we started the the conversation, guys, about uh, closing out games. And never should Andy Reid's offense never will it be, and nor should it when you have Mahomes be you know a fifty-fifty split. That's ridiculous. Nobody's asking for that. However, when you got the lead, seven minutes to go. Are they willing to lean on the run game a little bit more than they have in the past? That's been a question all week here in Kansas City. I think Pacheco is the type of back you can do that. I think he can close out games. His running style, to me, fits that. And so I think Pacheco, you know, I was surprised to see even his rushing total for this game is only at 48.5, which seems awfully low. He had 60-something in the first matchup. And I'll just tell you this, if Pacheco only gets 47 yards against Cincinnati on Sunday, the Chiefs probably aren't winning this football game. Yeah, I totally agree with you. He's Alex Gold. All right, let's get a thought on the Bengals. I know you are on the air in Kansas City, but you've now seen them three times in a couple years. And then end the conversation with uh, your pick and how you're feeling about the game. So, look, I look at Cincinnati. I think they got the second-best quarterback in football. I think Joe Burrow is absolutely that guy. He, he's able to maintain his pocket presence. The Chiefs, for whatever reason, as I mentioned, I've just not been able to get pressure on him. What I've been impressed about Burrow is, despite last year, bad offensive line, this year, now O-line injuries, uh, he hasn't missed a beat for the most part, uh, at least in you know, the games that we've paid attention to here in Kansas City, which has just been uh, pretty impressive to watch, and we all know the type of playmakers they have on the outside. You know, defensively, I actually uh, don't, don't think Cincinnati is going to be as problematic defensively this go-around as they have been in the other matchups. I think, for me, again, it's going to come down to whether or not Chris Jones, Frank Clark, George Karloffis, can those guys get to Joe Burrow? And if they're able to get to Joe Burrow, I think Kansas City has a great chance to win this football game, uh, even with the Mahomes ankle injury. And so I think it's another really close game. These teams are neck and neck. The last two have been 27-24. I think this is going to be another three, four-point game. Uh, I said on our show today, I think it's 28-24 in favor of Kansas City. I think the the 3-0 talk we put to rest and uh, any of the, the national talking heads that are already trying to, to somehow put Joe Burrow as the best quarterback in football with the win on Sunday, I think that'll be uh, put to bed for, for the rest of the offseason, if not for, for multiple years. Alex, great with us, man. Really appreciate the time and enjoy the game this weekend. Hey, thanks, guys. Absolutely. We'll talk to you bright and early tomorrow morning. Uh, he and I have a couple of Saturday shows we'll be doing together over on BetQL and CBS Sports Radio. All right, Danny. I feel like Cincinnati is getting a little bit cocky for no reason here. Hmm. The, the Burrowhead Stadium thing, which came from their own locker room, their own players, there has been a lot of chirping, and it's been more from Cincinnati to Kansas City. Now, there's no problem with that. Like, that's fun. That kind of energizes the game, energizes the rivalry a little bit. But I'm not poking the bear, man. <laughs> The Chiefs are really, really good. They have won seven straight division titles. That's a tough place to go play. You don't need to give any added motivation to that fan base to show up and lather up and be loud. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes as a tandem are the best one-two punch coach quarterback in this league. I'm just surprised that the Bengals 
are ruffling feathers at all this week. There's this very fine line in sports, and we can see how powerful this force can be when it's harnessed correctly. The nobody believes in us force, us against the world. Cincinnati had that going a little bit. Right? I mean, everybody's sort of looking past them, always looking at their opponent, thinking about the Bills and this and that. There's a little bit of that going into this game, too. That can very easily spill into overconfident. Very easily spill into a little bit too braggadocious. A little bit too much. A little bit a little bit too much filling yourself without actually doing the work. I don't know that we're there. Because Cincinnati's got a good little recipe going. Where, A, they're terrific. They're very well it built. Started, it started but it's with something. Like- there was a chip on a shoulder thing because no one was giving them credit to your point. Yeah. Where you had Joe Mixon take great issue last week publicly with the NFL selling tickets for the Chiefs Bills game that obviously didn't happen. I thought that was one of the more ridiculous things that I saw in football coverage last week because of course they have to sell the tickets. They have to start preparing for the game. The in Kansas the City sold them. I mean that, that everybody's doing their job. Yeah. Now, guess what happens, Joe Mixon? If the game isn't held, people will get refunds. This is a pretty normal practice. This is not crazy. So they took issue with it. Maybe they got an added motivation from it. Whatever helps you sleep at night, that's fine. But they've gone a little bit from the great line from Joe Burrow postgame of better send those refunds. Like We got a chip on our shoulder to, again, the, the Burrowhead Stadium line began with one of their own players saying it. He's played there once, man. Does he own the stadium he's played in for four quarters? I do like that they are confident. I really do. It's just not how I, if I'm coaching that team, will want my crew carrying themselves going into a heavyweight match. Like If I'm going and doing my stare down before my big fight, I'm the dude that's not saying a word. I'm just looking at you. I want you to wonder what I'm thinking. I want... If I'm getting in your head, it's through silence. So stylistically, it's just not how I prefer it. But I'll say this. There have been plenty of guys who have been screaming at the way-in. Bombastic and braggadocious, and, and they, they back they it up. And somebody out. Uh-huh. And maybe Cincinnati will pull that off. Dave Zingaro covers the Eagles for NBC Sports Philadelphia. He's going to join us in 40 minutes at 6 o'clock. He's got our preview of the NFC Championship game, Philly and San Fran at Lincoln Financial Field. So we'll get to him in 40 minutes. Next, what would the best storyline be as far as a Super Bowl matchup or a team winning the Super Bowl as we're down to the Final Four? Let's open up the MGM National Harbor listener lines on that. What's the storyline you're rooting for? Grant and Danny on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, 
and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Just tell you they're a real good football team. They're, they're not a, um, they don't have a lot of weaknesses on either side of the ball and, or a special team. So, you know, it's, uh, th- that part hasn't changed from the first time we played them. They're good or they wouldn't be here at this round. Andy Reid, coaching up the Chiefs. Ten playoff wins with two organizations. First guy to do it. Welcome back, Grant and Danny on the fan at 6 o'clock. Dave Zingaro of NBC Sports Philadelphia joins us. We'll see what he thinks is going to happen in the NFC Championship game. we still got our confidence points picks that we've got to make before we get out of here as well. We'll hit the phones in a second at 800-636-1067. The topic at hand, what storyline are you rooting for? What do you think the best storylines could be come Super Bowl weekend based on these two games? What do you got? Mr. Irrelevant going to the Super Bowl as the quarterback. Not the plan. Not the backup plan. The third option, taking a team to a Super Bowl by winning a road playoff game against maybe the best team in the NFL. That Brock Purdy in the Super Bowl thing would be absolutely incredible. No one would know what to do with themselves. Their hands would be confused. They wouldn't know what picture they're doing, what to do with their face. Are we smiling? We're looking away. Everybody would be bewildered. I cannot wait for that storyline if it happens. That's number one. Number two, with all due respect to Andy Reid coaching against potentially his old team in Philadelphia or otherwise, it's Joe Burrow going to a Super Bowl after losing last year. Here's why. We've been looking. You and me, looking around. We're all looking. When's the next Manning-Brady thing happening? When do we get that? When do we get these two guys going head-to-head in title games? When do we get these guys where the Super Bowl goes through one of these two cities? I think if Cincinnati goes back-to-back to the Super Bowl, we might have it on our hands. A couple guys in their mid-20s that will just care. Pat, the torch has been passed. What about Josh the, Allen? Everyone these, was saying Allen Mahomes were those that's guys. What we, that's what we kind of thought, but it'll be Burrow. Those two guys will be the torchbearers, and the whole league will go through those two dudes for a while. I think that could be the storyline. Teams that lose the Super Bowl genuinely, or generally rather, go into the toilet the following year. There's a million things that have to go right for you to get to the Super Bowl. You're probably punched above your weight class. You end up, you know, with a losing record despite, you know, preseason hype. Not only did the Bengals buck that trend, but here they are, maybe the better team entering this matchup. I would love a Bengals versus Mr. Irrelevant situation. How about uh, Jalen Hurts as a Super Bowl champion quarterback a couple of years after he was competing for a starting job as a second-round pick? Very good one. And one year after, a lot of smart people, and by the way, I don't necessarily consider myself smart, but I was not a believer. I was with those people, said, this guy's not going to be a great passer. This guy's not going to work in this league as a franchise QB1 of a championship contender. Now, ideally, for Jalen Hurts and Philadelphia, he was going to make a big leap this year and become a lot better throwing the football, and he did. But they also have just been able to do it in a way that isn't conventional. Like They are running an offense successfully at the highest of levels that 
10, 12, 7, even 8 years ago, you would have thought, ah, I don't know if that one's going to get all the way through the postseason. I don't know if you can win a Super Bowl that way. And have we had technically a a running quarterback, a dual threat quarterback win a Super Bowl? I don't think we have, which is not necessarily a thing. I mean, I, if that's going to happen this year, next year, whenever. But there is still the idea that people talk about quarterbacks and what are you looking for? And you got to be able to move around and everybody wants someone who can run. The quarterbacks that have won the Super Bowl are pocket passers. And if they're not pocket passers, they're the kind of the hybrid like a Mahomes. Yeah, throw Russell Wilson into that group, but 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 points taken. Yeah, Scrambler, Yeah, Russell Wilson, Mm -hmm. right? Scrambling type quarterbacks. We have not had a Lamar Jackson running quarterback, a Jalen Hurts running quarterback type win the Super Bowl. And so I think that would be a cool storyline as well. To, mm-hmm. Not that anything needs to be put to bed, but just to show, hey, there's kind of a lot of ways now offensively to move the ball and to get to the top of the mountain. It's more or less, I don't want to say taking over the league, but in a lot of ways, it's what everybody covets, right? And there's always the like the old school guy that's going, yeah, but you haven't had that many Super Bowl champs. You start to add them up brick by brick, and next thing you know, that you're right, that, that, that narrative gets put to bed. Let's go to Tony in Annandale, home of the Adams. What's up, Tony? Tony. <laughs> I love how loyal and humble you guys are. Home of the Adam. Anyways, uh, yeah, come on, Cincinnati. Win one for Icky Woods. Yes. Uh, Carson Palmer, Kenny Aniston, Chad Ochocinco. And 49ers. Hushimanzadas. <laughs> Championship. And and 49ers. I mean, all those stars. It'd be cool. And I hope Cincinnati wins. So they stop showing the Joe Montana, Dwight Clark touchdown in the end zone, which wasn't even the Super Bowl. Go Cincinnati. Appreciate you, buddy. Uh, yeah, if, if we're looking for a since San Francisco angle, I mean, for me personally, I'm rooting for them because I really root for Kyle Shanahan. Uh, I think that you just begin and end it, though, with what you said. Seventh-round quarterback. Not only that, the last player chosen in the draft. I mean, there are plenty of other cool storylines. Christian McCaffrey was going to languish his entire career in Carolina and win six, seven, eight games a year forever. By the way, game changer for them. Yeah, Literally great player. Figurative. I mean, you know, the, the Trent Williams reclamation from from here going to compete for actual real things. There's plenty of cool stories. Number one defense in the league with an all pro at all three levels. All that stuff is neat. Every, every team said no. 32, you know, every time for seven rounds. To finally San Francisco was like, okay, fine. That guy's going to a Super Bowl. That guy? Ryan, Fairfax, you're on Grant and Danny. Hey, guys, love the show. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, I got to say, uh, I'm a Seahawks fan, but definitely the best uh, storyline going into the Super Bowl, if they make it, is Brock Purdy and the 49ers. Uh, it's just incredible that he was mystery relevant and uh, what he's done. And not only if they go there, but if they win – uh, then there's going to be a major talk in the offseason about what you do with Trey Lance. Um, for the AFC side, uh, I think it'd be cool uh, to see what the Bengals do. That previous caller forgot one uh, one one uh, name off that list to win a Super Bowl for, and that's Harambe. But uh, go Bengals, go Niners. Thank you. <laughs> I, I was not ready. I was not ready. <laughs> that's a Harambe reference. Like he's going to say Boomer like, Esiason. Right? I literally, in my mind, I'm racking. I'm like, is it a line? say Chris Collinsworth. Who, who did he yeah. forgot? Very well played, sir. That popped me. Uh, he said, what do you do with the question's going to come up if you're San Francisco? What do you do with Trey Lance? And I'll tell you exactly what you do for him. T 
R. Uh huh. Let me write that down. A D E. Trade. You trade him. Blank places, starring Eddie Murphy. You trade Trey Lance immediately. Uh, this is already Brock Purdy's team. I don't completely believe in the idea that Jonathan Allen sat in the seat you're sitting in right now one day with the junkies and suggested, which is that the team picks the quarterback. But if that's such a thing, this kind of feels like a situation where the team picked the quarterback. They picked him, didn't they? It? Yeah. Brock Purdy in San Francisco can't miss. They haven't lost in his seven games, and their streak actually goes, obviously, double-digit games, and it dates back to before he took over. I just pulled up Brock Purdy's numbers at Iowa State. I actually remember watching him a ton at Iowa State. I don't know why, but they were always on TV. Were you really watching a lot of Iowa State games? Dude, Iowa State is always on TV. I I probably watched him play 10 times. I tuned in once because I wanted to see if the guy from um, QB1 was there. Yes, he was there for a little while. And he didn't play very much, obviously. He not. They had somebody else that was better, this guy Brock Purdy. His name is Brock Purdy. Yeah. So two things on Brock Purdy. Number one, if I remember correctly, he was actually getting draft buzz a couple years before he got drafted, where the idea was this guy could be an NFL player. And then, for whatever reason, that stopped happening, and he went in the seventh round. But the thing people sleep on, and I'm sure Ryan can attest to this as a Brock Purdy historian of sorts, is Brock Purdy in college actually ran around a lot. He has not really done that much at all, but I'm telling you he's got that club in the bag to make a back-breaking scramble, a big play with his feet, Never ran the ball all over the place, but like he would run for 300 yards a season at Iowa State. Like he, it was part had of that, his had game. that gear, had that thing in the back, and not a running quarterback, but like a a Mark Brunellian scrambling quarterback kind of thing. Just hasn't really had to or shown it yet. But if they want to do something with him, they can. But I'm looking at his numbers here: 19 touchdowns and nine picks as a junior, 19 touchdowns and eight picks as a senior. Very pedestrian numbers at Iowa State. And they weren't a great program. You know, it's not like they were on their way to national championships out of the Big 12. Uh, But they finished second out of 13 teams, I think it was, in in his penultimate season. I would miss every time on that. Like, if you're in the Big 12, I need it to be David Klingler type stats. No one's played defense in the Big 12 since the 1970s. They, people, teams, teams score 40, 50 points a game. That's Texas Tech type, st- type stuff. You need video game numbers. That's what I'm saying. How's he putting up 19 tutties at Iowa State and he gets drafted? That guy might go to a Super Bowl. They were 7-6 and six in his senior year. 5-4 and four in conference. And he was very, very average throwing the football. But the year before that is the one I remember. They were constantly on TV. They were ranked. They were 9-3, and 8-1 and one in conference. They were actually really good offensively. They averaged 33 points per game. But even while they were doing that, Danny, and they were averaging mid-30s points per game in the Big 12, it's the Big 12. It's the Big 12. 19 touchdowns, 9 picks. I, just goes to show you, man. You never know. And looking at the picture of his uh, time, his like college picture on his bio, he's got a full-on mullet, this yep. guy. Just a Molotov cocktail. I don't know if he's supposed to, if this is funny. You know, like kids now have mustaches because they think it's ironic. He has a full-on mullet, Brock mm. Purdy does. I don't know if I like that more or less. Probably more. Now more. Shows a little confidence If he stunk, less. Agreed. But now that he's playing well, I go, look at this mullet. And I'm laughing. Matt Stafford, what's up? Iowa State is always on TV. 
I can't tell you how many times I watched Seneca Wallace play. You know, over the years, they're they were always on. He was They'd there for eleven years there. somehow. And uh, I can't quantify how amazing it would be to have a Hall of Fame coach, Super Bowl winning coach, watch his son lift a Lombardi Trophy. Uh, all the things that would have to happen to have a father, Super Bowl winning father, watch his son win would be truly amazing. And you think about it, compounded onto that, offensive coordinator with Atlanta, the collapse. Compound onto that, there's a couple yards from Emmanuel Sanders catching a pass that he dialed up. He Masterful offensive scheme the whole game playing chess and dials his pass up and just misses it. Garoppolo just misses Jimmy G underthrown. Mm. Hey, you're ready for Kyle's season. I like that. The Kyle Sh- he's on my side here. The Kyle Shanahan Super Bowl ring. I would dig that. Uh tweets coming in at Grand H Paulson at Funny Danny. Nelson says it's Nelson from Dogtopia. This is my guy. This is the guy who takes care of Fiona at wow. Dogtopia. What an honor. Falls Church and Fairfax City. Fairfax City's opening. You, get your, your founder's discount. Get on the list right now. Go hang out with Fiona the He's Frenchie. entrusted with her royal lordship. He is. Absolutely Fiona. trusted. Fiona the Frenchie. Fiona the Frenchie. Very popular over at Dogtopia. She had quite a day over there. Sounds like all the dogs wouldn't leave her alone. She's popular. Getting autographs. She had to put her little paw down on paper for a bunch of people. Uh, anyway, he said he wants to see the 49ers make the Super Bowl and Paul Heyman come in to introduce Brock <laughs> Purdy, which, which is a great wrestling bit. That's a great point. Uh, I like that. Top of the hour, Dave Zangaro, NBCS Philadelphia, gives you some thoughts on the NFC Championship game. And we are going to make our confidence points picks Ugh. on the air today. Just two weeks and only 10 total picks left. Things are tightening at the bottom of the standings. The loser, me, Darius, or Ryan, has to take the SAT test, or if Danny loses, he'll provide us with a lunch. G&D on the fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Um, And he's been doing that since college, so there's no surprise to him when he was given this opportunity to see the success he's having now. Are we talking enough about the Jalen Hurts story? I don't just mean like you and I. I mean football. It's Joe Burrow. It's Patrick Mahomes. And, yes, those are the two best quarterbacks in football. The Eagles were 14-1 and this season when Jalen Hurts played. Ho-hum, right? 14-1. and I don't remember who beat them, but I'll bet it was some kind of juggernaut. It had to be a team sent from another planet, just a bunch of... One of the best teams. I think it was the team from Space Jam. I'm pretty sure. It was like all those aliens came down. The Monstars. 14-1 and Philly with Jalen Hurts this season. Eight yards per attempt, 3,700 yards, 22 touchdowns, six picks. 
And I understand if you want to tell me he's got A.J. Brown, he's got Devontae Smith, he's got a great running game with Miles Sanders. By the way, far and away the best O-line in the NFL, not close. The worst-graded O-lineman they have via PFF is seventh best at his position. That is the best O-line in the league, and it's not close. But Jalen Hurts is the straw that makes the whole thing work. We sleep on Jalen Hurts. You know what makes me in uh, what makes me upset is that as as late as this past preseason, the entire Philly fan base and media was ready to throw Jalen Hurts away. And it's here true. we are. So I, here's why I don't bash them. It, 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 maybe it's just because I was wrong, but I was kind of with them. Throw them away is strong, but if you would have asked me in week one of the season, is Jalen Hurts going to be the starting quarterback there in a calendar year? I would have said no. Because last year, people, I welcome you to go back and watch. He was not a good passer. He was not. It was, everyone wants to now compare Justin Fields to him. I think he was better than Justin Fields. When I say he wasn't a good passer, he wasn't horrendous, which is what Justin Fields was this year for the most part. But I understand why there was questions. It's night and day. He was terrific in every capacity this year. Last year, I remember seeing a chart at the end of the season that basically showed that he only threw the half the field legitimately. Like, Jalen Hurts only threw, I think it was to his left or something. Like, in their whole playoff Uh game, there was nothing between the numbers. He didn't throw to the middle of the field. He refused to do it. And I'm like, this can't work. This won't work. So, I think there were very real questions. And he has shut us all up. And not not only, I I won't say shut me up, because I'm not quiet. I'm loud in my praise of him. You're very loud, yeah. He is, he's the real deal. And I tip my cap. He worked hard. He got better. He improved. And he showed that there's an arc where, let me make some plays with my feet. Let me make a couple throws that are designed. Slow and build, yeah. And and let me grow. And that, Add an excellent weapon. Next thing you know, MVP candidate. Yeah, and yeah. that should be, by the way, if the Bears are doing the Justin Fields thing, this is what you try to do. Like, yeah, he can make plays. We know that. Now, you better grow as a passer. We'll go get you A.J. Brown. Yeah, a little bit less Darnell Mooney is your number one and a little bit more stud. But Brown and Smith and Goddard and that O-line. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's got it really good. Like, this team scored almost 40 points with Gardner Minshew at quarterback this season, okay? It's not like Jalen Hurts, if you dropped him into Houston, is going to be a top six quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, they're not going 11-6 and with him. But right now, this second, this is one of the six best players at his position. Well, Philadelphia is, again, the case, and it bothers me so much because it was in January of 2021, almost two years ago, we just passed that marker uh, where they basically tanked and lost to Washington on purpose by pulling Jalen Hurts. And now they're excellent and they have a great chance to go to the Super Bowl. They did the thing that Ron Rivera talked about doing, building the nest, building the situation around a guy to let him come in and thrive. Ta-da, that's what it looks like, right? That's the execution of the plan. They're also lucky ducks because not only do they have a quarterback on a rookie deal, but a second-round rookie deal. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts next year is going to be like the 30th paid quarterback in the league or the 35th best quarterback in the league or something. It just makes life so much easier. Chris in Hyattsville, what's up? What's up, guys? How are you doing? What's going on? First of all, Grant, you stole my thunder. You you, you, you thunder-stealing son of a bee. Uh, I'm in on Jalen Hurts, man. I think the guy has... uh, been maligned throughout his career you know he had to suffer the embarrassment of being benched for Tua and then being sort of overlooked in the draft 
And uh, there's some initial skepticism by people in Philadelphia. I'm really proud of him and like what he's become as a quarterback. And you could tell he's got he's put the work in. Um, totally. And the other thing I want to say is that I, I think that uh, we really got to slow our roll on this whole Brock, Brock Purdy thing. Okay, I, it's a great story, but I mean, to me, he's Jeff Hostetler 2.0. He's really been handed a Ferrari and just told not, you know, just to keep it in between the lanes. Yes, that's true. I agree with that. You could, you could, I mean, we could just say, correct. I would just add a little context, which is he's also driven pretty well. Like he's never crossed over the lane. He's done everything that was asked of him. By the way, Hertz three years in the league. First year, 52% complete. Next year, 61%. This year, 67%. And he has just steadily gotten a little better. Yeah, it was always turning up. Better and a little better. We could talk about him with Dave Zangaro, covers the Eagles for NBCS Philadelphia, NFC Championship game preview, and our confidence points picks before we get out of here next on Grant and Danny. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 